Welcome to More Than a Scar Podcast. I'm your host, Janine, where we explore what it means to have a cleft palate or other craniofacial difference and how we can live our best life. It may be one of the most common birth defects, but very few people really understand what life is like for us. Please comment and take part in the discussion. You can visit my blog, morethanascar.blogspot.com and feel free to email with comments and suggestions at janinedeckard at gmail.com. I'm not sure if this is the case for everyone that was born with a craniofacial deformity, but I was pretty shy. I loved being heard, dreamed of being in the spotlight, but when it came to actually being with people, I shut down. I can trace it back to kindergarten. I was pretty outgoing and gregarious as a young child. I loved entertaining my family and friends. I had no idea there was anything wrong with me. Then my parents enrolled me in a private school, and my fellow classmates made it pretty clear there was something wrong with me. I still didn't know what. They said I was bad and that no one should play with me. But it was clear that my mom and dad wanted me to be good at school, and I wanted to make them happy. So I worked hard to connect with my teachers and ignored my classmates. I kept my nose in my schoolwork, and I did my best to pretend I wasn't a monster. The teachers treated me like I was fine, so I became the teacher's pet. It was a survival tool. When I was at home on the weekends, I would sing and perform and record my voice onto a cassette tape and pretend that I was on the nightly news. Then I would go to school on Monday and pretend I was invisible. The long-term effects of bullying are well known. The thing most people don't know how to do is stop it. I've mentioned this in previous topics, but I really want to focus on fixing the damage. In 2007, I began to work for a Fortune 500 company. It was my first full-time job, and I had been left by my husband, and I had to put my kids in daycare. I lost whatever tiny bit of self-confidence I had fought for by this time. I was in a situation that forced me to interact with people I didn't know, forced to face people who might not react well to me. But I'm grateful that regardless of people's opinion of me, they never told me to my face. They never bullied me. Adulthood has been so much better than childhood for me. Yet the crippling anxiety still remained. I still feared being made fun of, being teased. It got to the point that I, where I was almost in tears just being able to get through the day after having spoken to so many people. And I hated the way I felt. At work, I saw a poster about Toastmasters. And on the picture, it It had young professionals in business attire standing in front of a PowerPoint presentation. It said something like, improve your speaking skills today. Join Toastmasters and become the leader you've always wanted to be, or something like that. It was the very first time that I could see an answer to my debilitating social anxiety. I wrote Toastmasters on my calendar for six months. I would get psyched up to attend a meeting and then talk myself out of it. Then, I was chatting with someone in HR, I think, because my manager wanted me to think about career development and really thought I'd be a good manager. I did not see myself as a leader. And the lady in HR said, have you ever heard of Toastmasters? I said, I would love to know more. 
That Thursday, she took me to my first meeting, and I was hooked. Eleven years later, I am still a Toastmaster. My imagination of what a Toastmasters meeting was had created this world of boring statistics and scary business meetings. But when I attended, I saw clear parliamentary procedures being followed, which I had learned from joining my local gem and mineral society as a child. I loved how organized it was, how there were defined roles and everyone knew what was expected. Then there were prepared speeches. They were entertaining and educational. I watched as one of the speakers brought in a disposal unit and taught us how to install it under our sinks. One speaker taught us how to arrange flowers and create beautiful bows for flower arrangements. These were not boring and dry speeches. Then they were evaluated by other members and told how they could improve their presentations and what they did really well. The clincher was table topics. With table topics, you get a random question and you have one to two minutes to answer it in a clear and concise way while using the word of the day in the answer. There's a timer, a grammarian, and many other roles. I was thrilled with the potential. I was still shaking in my boots the first time I gave a speech, but as I kept going, it got a little better and a little better. I even took the plunge and became a club officer shortly after joining. Toastmasters has allowed me to gain more confidence to speaking to strangers. I've been interviewed multiple times on television. I can make appointments now without freaking out. I make sales, I've made lots of friends, and so, so much more. Toastmasters sees the potential in their members that members themselves may not be able to see. I joined for the communication development, but I stayed because of the leadership training. I remember when the current district officer asked me to be an area governor. I did not see myself as a leader. She saw the potential in me. She believed in my ability to motivate and encourage others, and that helped build my self-confidence more than giving a hundred speeches. I learned how to lead a training seminar, provide a community outreach by chairing a speech craft with a committee, how to create membership campaigns to build membership, and much more. When I served as area governor, I was responsible for three clubs and helped create solutions to the problems each club uniquely faced. I learned how to motivate and inspire each club. I could see the difference between a successful club and a struggling club. I learned how to listen and really see the best parts of people, to see their potential and to encourage them to do things outside of their comfort level. It was an excellent opportunity and cost me far less than college. I was mentored and encouraged every step of the way. Currently, I serve as Vice President of Education for my local club. I also facilitate a gavel club for my local homeschool co-op. We are the only gavel club in our area and we help teens develop their public speaking skills in a fun and supportive environment. I've competed in speaking contests and I'm always working on a speech. The confidence that I have developed through Toastmasters is real and constantly growing. I am still learning things and know that I still have a lot more to learn.
Please go to Toastmasters.org and locate a club near you. I promise you will not regret it. Each club is unique, and I encourage everyone to attend every club before they join one. If you have multiple clubs in your area, keep attending one until one club resonates with you. One of our local clubs is comprised primarily with engineers. They are extremely methodical and analytical. Another of our clubs is very organized and one of the oldest clubs in Texas. My local club prides itself on being the most friendly club in our area. It just depends on your schedule and your personality, which club will be the best fit. If you have questions, please don't hesitate to email. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of More Than a Scar. I hope you found it helpful and healing. I will do my best to upload new episodes each week. Please feel free to share it with a friend. We hope to spread awareness and education to those that need it most.